Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about, it's our week three in our NFL series, and um, got a lot to talk about in this one, because uh, pretty pretty uh, intense games went on, pretty upsetting games went on, and a lot of stuff happened in this week. That There's just a lot to dive in right now. So, anyways, we're going to start off with the first game. Uh, of the week, it was Thursday night. It was the San Francisco 49ers uh, beating the New York Giants. Um, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about the Giants at this point. Uh, they got swept 40-0 to in the first week. And then they had this epic fucking comeback against the Cardinals last week. And then now they struggled against the 49ers, which... I knew they were going to because the 49ers proved that, you know, they are a force to be reckoned with. And when everybody's healthy, they can make a, a run. And I I truly believe that the, the Niners are definitely going to make a run this year. And uh, now that Brock Purdy is healthy and he's playing at a <clears> – <throat> he's having what, you know, it's looking to shape out to be an MVP season. Um, Christian McCaffrey looked pretty good. Debo Samuel – you know, the entire team, and not to mention the guys on the defense, Nick Bosa, you know, all the guys. The, the team is fired on all cylinders at this point, and there's no doubt in my mind that they can actually pull away with that division. Uh, without a doubt, they could probably be the number one seed uh, uh, for that entire conference. I don't really don't see anybody else playing as well other than them in Philadelphia. And to be honest, the way it's shaping up now, I think Philadelphia, it's going to be a rematch of the uh, of last year's uh, NFC championship game between, uh, the Eagles and the Niners. And hopefully, you know, you know, knock it on wood over here. I don't want the same thing to happen. Uh, last time, you know, Brock Purdy gets hurt in the first or second possession that the Niners have. And, you know, it, it really, it pretty much kills the entire momentum of everything going forward and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, man, Daniel Jones, there's the memes were hitting the fucking, uh, were hitting all the social media sites about Daniel Jones just looking very confused when he's going up against that Niners defense. Uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, he did play pretty good. You know, he did play a good game. He did play um, well enough for, you know, to put some points on the board and everything like that. But, um, you know, that, that team and that team was really struggling now with because Daniel Jones doesn't really have a whole lot of offensive weapons to use. I mean, they have Darren Waller, but, you know, he's their prime receiver and everything like that. But once you once you lock him up, there's really nobody else to do, nobody else to work with. Saquon is out. Matt Breida is an okay running back, but, you know, he's not Saquon and anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for the, for, the, for the Giants moving forward. And like I said, they're in the same division with teams like the Cowboys, like the uh, – the uh, the um, the Eagles and everything like that, and you know it's going to be tough. It's a, they got a tough hill, they got a tough uphill battle that they're going to have to climb and everything like that. But you know they were kind of like the sleeper pick last season to make the wild card and actually knock off the uh, Minnesota Vikings in the first round. So you know who knows they might make a they might make a good run you know towards the end of the season and everything like that. But uh, We'll see what happens, and the best of luck to them. You know, congratulations to the Niners because they are playing some damn good football, and we should have seen that coming out of uh, coming out of training camp. So, 
we'll see what goes on there. Uh, moving on to Sunday afternoon, uh, we're going to start with the Texans game, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I this was a, this was probably one of the games that really kind of blew my mind because I was not expecting to. I was not expecting the defense to hold it down, and I damn sure wasn't expecting the offense to, you know, put up that many points. I mean, the final score was like 38-18 and everything like that. And this really kind of goes to show you that, you know, this team could really, really benefit off of some great stuff. I knew that I knew that in order for the Texans to be good, the offensive line had to be fired on all cylinders. Everybody had to be doing their jobs and everything like that, and everything had to fall into place for them to work. D'Amico Ryans is a fantastic defensive coordinator. That's why that's why San Francisco was so dominant last season and everything like that. So for him to kind of, you know, put that same mentality into the Texans, you know, that really goes to show you that these guys are for real. They can really hold it down. And that's going up against, you know, arguably the best team in our division. You know, the Jaguars, you know, they were one – they were one game away from going to the AFC Championship game, which would have been the furthest they've been in so long and everything like that. But the Jaguars really struggled against this defense, and, you know, they were making turnovers, making a lot of mental errors and everything like that. And, um, and uh, you know, it was surprising that, the, that every mistake that the Jaguars took, every, every mistake the Jaguars made, the Texans took advantage of. And then not to mention the, the, the return the return kickoff that was made by the fullback by uh, I can't remember his name. I think it was like Beck or something like that. But like, yeah, for him to make a uh, the the run back, you know, in the third quarter and everything like that, that was impressive and everything like that. One thing I'm noticing, I don't know if I don't know if this was a thing or not. But so this is the thing that kind of bothers me now that the Texans were playing in Jacksonville, but they're wearing blue uniforms i thought liberty blue was like the home colors you know the away team is the one that wears the white you know it's like why would the away team wear home colors like it that really i don't know if that was a thing or not and then even like in the monday night game between um even in the monday night game between the rams and the bengals it was you know the rams were wearing their blue and gold but they're in cincinnati and cincinnati was wearing the all white colors and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Why would they do that? Like, why is everybody wearing white all of a sudden? So, you know, I, I just kind of found that interesting. But anyway, this, this, this Texans really looked pretty good. Um, the, the, the defense really was holding it down and everything like that. The offense was fine on all cylinders. You know, uh, C.J. Stroud looked amazing. The kid known as... Uh, the kid known as Tank Dell was really holding it down and everything like that, being that deep zone threat, you know, having some long bombs tossed to him and everything like that. But overall, you know, the Texans were firing on all cylinders, and I'm just hoping and praying that they can keep this momentum going, uh, you know, moving forward and everything like that because they look like a legit team that they can be. Now, they got a tough week ahead of them because this is this week coming up. They're playing Pittsburgh and everything like that, which is supposed to be something special because, um, you know, they're playing – the Pittsburgh Steelers, who another good team that is uh, doing well right now and everything like that, but it's also going to be something special as they are going to retire the uh, number 99, J.J. Watt, for all the great things he's done uh, in his career and everything like that. So we'll touch more on that next week. 
after the game and everything like that. Another game that I have to talk about, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows what game I'm going to bring up, Miami and Denver, the fucking the Dolphins-Broncos game, a 50-point difference. The Dolphins were two points away from breaking the all-time record for most points scored in a game. 70 to 20. I, I, I never thought that. I was like, that's like, that's college football numbers. That's not, you know, those aren't numbers that you would see in an NFL game and everything like that. That's not something you, that's not something that normally happens, you know, and everything like that. But it happened. I was blown away by that. And I was very, very surprised that, and it wasn't so much that it wasn't so much that the the Dolphins were just running down the field or throwing it up. It was just like, man, this Denver team is playing piss poor. You know, the defense was not holding it down. They weren't covering guys. Guys were open by like, you know, Tua Dungabaloa had guys open by like at least five yards. And then not to mention they had they were opening holes uh, for the running game. Uh, Rashad Mozart and um, that other Akane kid was you know they were just running through the defensive walls like nothing you know it was it was it was almost pathetic that you know that Denver never really got anything going and the fact that Miami was just piling it on no matter what it was so bad that they took out Tua Tungafailoa into the fourth quarter and they were still making touchdowns you know the guy that I can't remember the I don't know who the backup is in Miami but man he took over and it was you saw a huge difference, you know, you saw, it was like, what the hell, you know, it was not going so well for anybody, uh, on the team and everything like that, and, um, uh, I don't know what's going on in Denver, a lot of people are going to blame Sean, uh, Sean Payton, a lot of people are blaming Russell Wilson and everything like that, but I don't know what the hell is going on in Denver, but they really need to get that shit together, otherwise, you know, it's already looking bad, it really is, uh, I don't, I'm not sure where they go from here. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know what the hell is going to happen in, uh, in Denver as far as this team is concerned, because it's, it's really not looking that good at all. Uh, but then again, I can say the same thing for the Chicago bears, you know, the bears played Kansas city and I, I think for three quarters, by the time the third, the fourth quarter had started, it was like 31 to zero, you know, same thing. And it's not because the chiefs have a dominant defense, and everything like that. It was just the fact that the the damn the the Bears were just playing poorly, and it's like I don't understand why that you know these guys were just getting open or anything like that, and um, it was just bad. I mean, like the biggest takeaway I took away from the from the damn uh, from the Chiefs Bears game was the fact that everybody was talking about Taylor Swift being there, you know, and the supposed rumor that her and Travis Kelsey are a thing now. And everything like that. And it's just like that. That was like everybody was talking about that. Like, why is Taylor Swift at a football game? You know, and everything like that. And then, of course, fucking Travis Kelsey's jersey sold like crazy, you know, and everything like that. And I was just like, wow, that was just I don't want to say that was the means of the end, but that was just something that you I didn't understand why that was the big talking point and everything like that, you know. Yeah, she brings in a lot of eyes on the product and everything like that. But I didn't think I didn't think a team like the Kansas City Chiefs needed that and everything like that. But apparently it worked because you know Travis Kelsey had a damn good game as he should and everything like that. But my biggest takeaway from that game was just the fact that the, the damn Bears uh, really, really did not 
deliver. And I think the team as an organization, not the coaching staff, not anything like that, but as an organization, they're tarnishing Justin Fields' career just like they did Mitch Trubisky's career. And, you know, I, I don't understand why this team cannot get that shit together at this point. I really don't understand why, you know, those people are really, really kind of doing the things that they're doing and everything like that. But I don't know. I really don't know what to say about the Bears. I feel bad for Justin, uh, for Justin Fields. Uh, I really do because they were giving him everything he needed to be a good team. And for some reason, it's like they're still fucking it up. You know, and it's like the coaching is not on par. The coaching is having a problem with upper management. You know, it's just back and forth with management and coaching and, you know, at the expense of this player. And it's it's hard, man. I feel bad for these people who are, you know, diehard Bears fans and everything like that. So it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's like, what what more, what more do you want? If you could fire, it's like the people who do the firing or, or the cutting of the team are the ones that need to get cut, you know, you know, what more can, what more can certain people do and everything like that, but you're just running the team into the ground at this point, it's like the Bears have been so consistently bad in this, in the, in the 11 years, I, I, it was a stat on ESPN, or it was, I, I think it was on social media, it was a, um, it was a, it was, the stat was in the 11 years since Lovey Smith uh, was the coach of the Bears. The Bears fired Lovey Smith after he had finished the season 10-6. and six. And since he's been gone, um, the Bears have had one winning season. And that was the season that they, they, lost, a, they lost a divisional round. Uh, they lost a divisional round of the playoffs to Philadelphia because of a botched kick. And that was the last time the Bears had ever made the playoffs. And that was in 20... 18, 2019, I think it was. Um, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you can't really do anything about that and stuff like that. So I don't know where they go from here. I just hope they really kind of find their way because I think Justin Fields is a very good player. I think he has a future, and I think he proved that he could be good with the right team around him. But it's like the organization don't want to get behind him. And that's what really sucks. That's what really really um is unfortunate for a team like that so who knows where they go from here but best of luck to them in the future um was another game that was the sunday night game was the sunday night game was uh las vegas and pittsburgh and i don't know what happened with this team i i really don't um because I've always believed that for some reason, um, for some reason, they really kind of just gave up on someone like Derek Carr. And, you know, speaking of Derek Carr, Derek Carr actually got hurt in the, in the game between, uh, in the game between, um, in the game between, who did New Orleans play? I think New Orleans played Atlanta. But like he actually got hurt, and Jameis Winston kind of came in and took over and things like that. But this 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 whole thing between the the Raiders and the Steelers was just that was just poor coaching from Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is a good coach in his own right. 
Um, he's a better offensive coordinator under Belichick. I mean, he did okay in Denver, uh, but with the Raiders, he's been kind of, it's been hit or miss for some reason. They got rid of Derek Carr to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. They franchise tagged Josh Jacobs, who is not playing really well at all. Devontae Adams is still playing at a good level and everything like that. The defense is doing the best that they can and everything like that. You know, Max Crosby looks good and all this other stuff. But um, for some reason, man, I don't. I did not understand why that they were making some bad decisions. Like the decisions to go for the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and six to kind of, you know, lessen the score. And once they did that, you know, they were within one possession, but it's like they never got that possession. You know, because Pittsburgh didn't let it happen and everything like that. They just kept running the ball back and and everything like that. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders because the Raiders have been kind of struggling as well. You know, they haven't been playing that good as well. Josh Jacobs is not the elite running back we saw last year. I think the only constant that we've had is Devontae Adams. And, you know, certain, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, but I don't think he fits that system in in – in Las Vegas at really at all because it's very different from what they run in San Francisco. So, um, you know, Josh McDaniels' offense is not the same as uh, Kyle Shanahan's. So, you know, it's it's different every way you look at it and stuff like that. So it's like where, where else would you go to kind of, you know, to kind of be this uh, – where else would you go from, to make something like that work? You know, the quarterback – system is supposed to be good I think Jimmy Garoppolo did fit the the 49ers team really really well the only problem was he just couldn't get it done in the playoffs and I think that's why they kind of wanted to move on from him the big mistake was them you know replacing him with Trey Lance instead of you know Brock Purdy and everything like that but the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo man I think he's a good quarterback he needs to find his way Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, uh, even Aaron Rodgers and everything like that. But the difference with Aaron Rodgers is that Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl and has been to the playoffs numerous times and everything like that. But the problem with these guys who have been around, I would say guys like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson, um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Hubert, these guys, these guys are good quarterbacks. Well, I won't put Justin Hubert and Trevor Lawrence in there because it's barely their, maybe their third or fourth season um, in the game right now. But I won't put those guys on there yet. But, you know, but Josh Allen, same thing. It's like these guys have been around the block for a while now. You know, Lamar Jackson is a former league MVP. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has been to the Super Bowl with the 49ers and everything like that. Josh Allen has been to an AFC championship game. Uh, you know, Derek Carr, you know, Kirk Cousins, they've been to the playoffs and everything like that. But for some reason, they just kind of fall apart in the biggest of games, and I think that's going to be their careers. And, you know, it's it's one thing. It, their careers are not tainted like Aaron Rodgers is and, and uh, Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers where – a certain team got in. They've, they've either been on the wrong side of somebody else's luck or they're just, you know, they're, it's a bad call any way you see it. I've always felt that Drew Brees had like three different chances to go to the Super Bowl, but because of the Minneapolis miracle, the missed pass interference call in L.A. against the Rams and everything like that, you know, that just kind of derailed his whole thing 
for the time being and uh you know it was kind of uh it was kind of sad to see that and then same thing with Aaron Rodgers you know for him to kind of get to the playoffs those times in Green Bay and not really and not really uh you know get the job done the way he should have was you know I don't want to say embarrassing but was kind of surprising to say the least and everything like that and you know, same thing with a guy like Philip Rivers. You know, Philip Rivers was un- was unfortunate enough to play in a, in the same conference as a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and even you know, even the same division as a Patrick Mahomes at the end of his career, and everything like that. But you know, these guys got to get it done because the game is passing them by, and they're not getting any younger. You know, especially a guy like Kirk Cousins and uh, and. Uh, you know, Derek Carr and everything like that. You know, these guys have been around for a while, but, you know, it's like it's it's not happening for some reason. Um, the the game in between – the game between Pittsburgh and Las Vegas was just – it proves that, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's been the head coach now since, shit, 2004, 2005, I think, and he's already won a Super Bowl. And he's already won a Super Bowl, and I think I don't think he's ever had a losing season every year that he's been the coach. They've been in the playoffs, whether it's with, you know, the old heads or whether it's with the new team now and everything like that. That has to that has to account for something, and everything like that. He is a damn good coach, and he knows how to put it all together. He's got a damn good defense. You know, T.J. Watt is still holding it down, and everything like that. And they do have a pretty good offense. To, you know. Tyler Pickett, you know, Najee Harris, you know, they, they got some they got some heavy hitters on the offense and, of course, on the defense. They are talented on both sides of the ball, and they are – but the crazy thing is is that they are in, in probably the most gifted uh, – they are probably in the most gifted um, conference or in the most gifted uh, division that they have because um, – because – the Bengals look good, you know, Joe Burrows and everything like that, even though they lost too, you know, they can still, they can still make a deep run, you know, same thing with the Ravens, the Ravens did lose as well, the Ravens lost that overtime game to Indianapolis and everything like that, but, you know, that's still a good team, you know, when they need to take care of business, they do, Lamar Jackson is a former MVP, like I said earlier, I'm not too sure what's going on with the Cleveland Browns, um, they have invested way too much in Deshaun Watson and he has not delivered at all. He had one good game this season, but, you know, it's not – it's kind of early to call him a premature bust and everything like that. But, you know, from the looks of it, he's going down that path. And, you know, the the, the Browns have really gambled their future on him, and I don't think it's going to work out because there's not too many people that are uh, left on that team. They, you know, they lost – they lose um, – they lose uh, Nick Chubb. You know, last week with that gruesome injury that he had and everything like that, they re-signed Kareem Hunt, and uh, there's no real top receivers that he has to throw to outside of, of Amari Cooper. They have a solid tight end in uh, David David Njoku and everything like that, but, you know, he, he's just not getting it done really at all. Uh, Deshaun Watson and a lot of people, there was high expectation for him to come in, but for some reason he's not living up to that expectation. And then a lot of people thought, well, the situation in Houston kind of uh, soured his talent. It didn't sour his talent. He did it himself because he came to Cleveland, wanted a big contract, and he got one, and he hasn't lived up to that contract. It's like, we've given him what you want, but he's not holding up his, his end of the bargain. And it's like, you know, 
What else? What more can you do to to help this guy? And um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, going into Monday's game, but now we move on to the Monday night game. We had two games on Monday night. Um, we had the first game was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I thought was a pretty interesting game. Even though I thought, um, even though I thought the Bucks. You know, really, it, they started off pretty good. They were able to hang for a little while, but once, once Philadelphia pulled away and started, you know, and started doing their own thing and started doing uh, different things here and there, and I was like, all right, this ain't gonna work really at all. And uh, it, uh, it, it really kind of got away. The final score was twenty-five to eleven. The other game Monday night was Cincinnati and and L.A. I didn't really watch that one because for a while. That game got really boring because nobody was really doing anything. You know, the the Rams kind of struggled until the very end. You know, this when they it's like the game got good in the fourth quarter with that one, but but then like it's the opposite with Philadelphia and Tampa Bay because that game that game was good until the fourth quarter. You know, then it was just like all right, yeah, Philly's gonna win this. You know, they're gonna walk away with this and Philly's going to prove that they're still the dominant team in the in the NFL as of right now as of right now there are only three teams left that have not lost yet Philadelphia San Francisco and Miami they're still three and oh um and a lot of and like they did the analysts on CBS about the Super Bowl picks everybody has had a different everybody had a different pick but the one constant that these five guys had you know it was J.J. Watt it was um Rob Gronkowski, and it was Jim Brown, and it was all those guys you see on CBS and everything like that. Um, everybody had the Philadelphia Eagles. It was going to be the Eagles or the Niners, the Eagles and the Chiefs, you know, the Eagles and the the Bills, the Eagles and the um, and the Bengals, you know. It was but everybody picked the Eagles and everything like that. And I was like, well, the Eagles are good, you know, because they they played a damn good game uh, against Tampa Bay, who had a I don't want to say Tampa Bay had a really good game last week because they're playing the Bears, and the Bears are not that good. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. But I really do believe the Eagles are the best team in their division, and I do believe that they're going to walk away with that division. You know, because the Washington Commanders played the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, and to be honest, they didn't do shit for, like, the entire game. The Commanders really struggled to get the ball moving or anything like that. They got you know they were shut out 37 to 0 at one point um it was just bad all the way around the cowboys couldn't beat the cardinals which was really surprising because it's like the the cowboys beat the giants the giants beat the cardinals the cardinals beat the cowboys i was like this doesn't make sense really at all you know how you know how can two teams that are not that good all of a sudden be good you know it's like what what's going on here make it make sense and, um, you know, but as far as the, uh, but as far as the, the, the Eagles go, I mean, the Eagles are the hot pick to win it all again, you know, to run it back. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, they want it. They, the rumor is that, uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, the, the, the best center in football right now, it was contemplating retirement last season after the Eagles fell short to the Super Bowl and everything like that. And then I just watched the Amazon Prime 
uh, documentary called Kelsey, which centers around him and everything like that. And I honestly believe that should Philadelphia win it all again this year, and in the back of my mind, I want I, in the back of my mind, I kind of low key want them to. But then again, I don't want to pick them over the 49ers because that's who I want to win it all uh, and everything like that. But having watched that documentary, which that's going to be its own episode later on this week. You might see that, so be on the lookout for that. But seeing how the Eagles are playing and how and how much that, you know, how much last season really impacted them, it was like this is going to be something something worth watching because Jason Kelsey is playing his his 13th season, he was contemplating retirement already and everything like that. And I think had he won, had the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year, he probably would have retired. And I just think that, you know, in the back of my mind, you kind of want to see them win one more. You kind of want to see all great players. You don't want to see the great players walk away just yet because you always feel they got one more season in them and everything like that. But, you know, when they do say that they're going to retire, you know, you kind of want them to win it all at least one more time. I remember when Ray Lewis did it, you know, the, the, the Ray Lewis did it and it was official that, you know, he, he announced his retirement or he announced that this was going to be his last season and the Ravens ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. And I was like, what better way to go out on top and everything like that. And then um, I think Jerome Bettis had done the same thing, but I think Jerome Bettis said it at the Super Bowl. You know, that, you know, yeah, this is going to be the final stop and everything like that for the bus and everything like that. So you kind of want to see guys go out on top, you know, and should this be Kelsey's last season in Philadelphia and everything like that, I I wouldn't want him to go to another team. But if this was going to be his last season in Philadelphia, then it, it's only fair and it's only fitting that he has the storybook ending of ending it on his own terms as a champion, you know. He can say that he's got two Super Bowl rings, just like his brother, you know. And I'll get more on the Kelsey brothers when I talk about that documentary as we get closer to it. But the Eagles over the Bucks, which was kind of uh, surprising and everything like that. Um, I think Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is really playing at a high level, and I think. I think the only thing that stopped them was the fact that Philadelphia has a damn good defense, and uh, there was nothing you were going to do to stop that. But Baker Mayfield is really, really trying to live up to the to the expectation that he has because he's coming in after a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, he just left. He's coming in to replace Tom Brady. For any quarterback, that's an impossible feature. You know, but you you got to look at it. A lot of people are saying he's never going to replace Tom Brady. I was like, well, you got to think about it like this. You're not replacing Tom Brady as a Patriot. There's more, there's more, it's more so pressure on a guy like Mac Jones, who's taking over the Patriots, you know, now with Belichick and everything like that. And the Patriots played a good game against uh, the Jets, which I low-key thought they were going to lose and everything like that. But, there's more pressure on Mac Jones because that's where the Hall of Fame stuff comes from. If you look at the career that Tom Brady had in Tampa, um, you know, it was only brief. It was like, you know, it, it's not like he had Hall of Fame numbers in Tampa Bay. Like, yeah, his first year there, they end up they win the Super Bowl and everything like that. But then again, they were just one they were already a good team. They just needed a new quarterback because Jameis Winston, you know, wasn't Jameis Winston was okay, 
and uh, he was solid, but, you know, he was just putting up horrible numbers. It's like, yeah, he threw for 40 touchdowns, but he also threw for 30 interceptions. It's like, that'd be good if it wasn't so bad and everything like that. But so it for Baker Mayfield, I don't think he got a fair chance in Cleveland because the team was just so bad. You know, he had he took the team to the playoffs. That's that says a lot right there to take any Cleveland Brown team to the playoffs and then kind of give, you know, uh, and then to kind of give, you got to, if you go back and look at that game, they lost a divisional game to Kansas city who would eventually go on and win. I think that was the year that the, that was the year that I want to say that was Kansas city's first year that they won the super bowl because Kansas city went on. That was right before the AFC championship game. They beat Cleveland and Cleveland had them on the ropes because that was that was also, you know, that was the that was also a game where um, where Patrick Mahomes was not playing, you know, he was out, you know, at, at the, in the second half, you know, he wasn't really playing that. What uh, Chad Henney was the quarterback, and everything like that, and um, you know, but for some reason, you know, Baker Mayfield had had this. There was this crazy yearning that the that the the Browns were going to be the team to kind of low key. Not win at all, but they were going to be the, the Cinderella story of that year. And, you know, unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. That defense wouldn't allow it. And But Baker Mayfield led that team to the playoffs. He's a, he's a playoff-bound quarterback is what I'm trying to get at. And I think the talent he has in Tampa Bay, you know, with the right tutelage and the right tuning, the right fine-tuning here and there, you know, with Todd Bowles as the head coach and everything like that, I think that... I honestly believe that they could be a wild card team, the Bucks. You know, under because I I, I want to say they're a good team, but I don't think that they're the best team in that division. To be honest, I think the best team in that division right now is Atlanta, because Atlanta's playing really good and everything like that. New Orleans is kind of iffy now with Derek Carr out of the out of the picture. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, and then of course, you know, the Panthers are still struggling with their you know new quarterback who's also out. You know, um, but I don't know. Uh, Carolina, to me, is kind of still in this rebuild mode and everything like that. So who knows where they're going to go from here. But um, it's safe to say that, you know, it's safe to say between Atlanta and and Tampa Bay, you, you could see, you know, a flip-flop here and kind of go back and forth. But, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens, um, you know, for the season uh, here on out and everything like that. So. Best of luck to everybody going into week four, and best of luck to everybody in the future. But um, uh, that was that's it. Uh, we got a couple of games next week. Uh, I think our first game, we have our first international game next week. Uh, yeah, I think one of the Sunday night games is going to be uh, in London, and I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to double check that one because I'm not too sure who it was. Uh, yeah, so. Thursday night, we got the the Packers and the Lions, and then Sunday morning is our first game in London, and it's uh, Atlanta and Jacksonville, and that should be exciting because, you know, it's it, it's really starting to expand. Internet, the NFL is really starting to expand internationally in such a big way because, you know, it, it, it went from being just one, maybe two games over there in London, but now we got three. We got some in London. We got some in Germany. I think there's even one in... Uh, Dublin, I think it was, or I think it might be back in 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 in, uh, 
in London as well. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of looking forward to that because I always like it when the team go international and everything like that. So it's always cool to kind of get them out there. I think last year they even went to Mexico City. Yeah, I think one of the, the 49ers games was in Mexico. So that was kind of cool. So, yeah, big stuff going on next week. Um, you know, we had some injuries uh, this week. Like I said, uh, Derek Carr went down. Uh, with a shoulder injury and everything like that. I mean, this the Giants had lost Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's going to be out for another couple of weeks. Uh, you know, that was last week, actually. Um, a scary moment that happened in the Minnesota-San Diego game, um, the Chargers and the Vikings, but their star player, Justin Jefferson, the Vikings star player, Justin Jefferson, actually went down uh, with a knee injury at the end of the game. Now, no, I don't think it was anything serious, but... This was really, it wasn't really that bad to begin with because it was the last, this was like within the two-minute warning. Uh, this was in the two-minute warning that um, that uh, that Justin Jefferson had got hurt. So, I mean, it, the game was already over, but to lose your centerpiece to your offense and everything like that, that's, you know, that's big time and everything like that. You don't want to do that, especially this late, in, especially this early in the season. So, uh, you know, hopefully... It's nothing too serious. I haven't really heard anything about it since, but uh, um, that's kind of the, all the major injuries that they had. Anthony Richardson is still out because uh, Garden Minshew was the quarterback when the Colts played the the Ravens and everything like that. And um, uh, Gus Edwards, the running back. I mean, the running backs in in that was another thing. The running backs in in Baltimore are, are slowly depleting. J.K. Dobbins. Torres ACL in week one. Uh, last week they were pretty good. Gus Edwards come. Gus Edwards came in and really kind of took care of business there and there, here and there for the Ravens. And then I think in this game he got hurt as well. Uh, this past week in um, against the Colts, I think Gus Edwards is hurt, and I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, anything good for the Ravens moving forward. But speaking of the Saints, you know the Saints are kind of struggling right now because of of the injury to Derek Carr but next week uh next Sunday is supposed to be the first game uh for the return marks the return of Alvin Kamara and so that should be something to behold and everything like that a lot of people looking forward to that I know a lot of people in fantasy football looking forward to that as well so you know we'll see what happens you got guys coming back you got guys who are hurt you know so we'll see what the the future holds and everything like that moving forward uh, so, but that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, if you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. The Ahsoka episode will drop tomorrow and it's going to cover episodes five and six since we did not get um, a proper episode last week due to me being being uh, sick and everything like that. But like I said earlier when I mentioned the, the Kelsey documentary, we've got a bunch of stuff coming out this week uh, that's going to really be interesting and really looking forward to. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.